this is Emmy Faust. You are listening to the Business Greenhouse podcast. And my challenge to myself this month is to record an episode every day and bring you lots of hopefully valuable tips and advice as to how you might grow a thriving business. So I'll be talking about the things that I have learned over the last 20 years and I'll be trying to just bring you a daily tip which is just a couple of minutes. So let's get on. Thank you for joining me. Today on the Business Greenhouse, I have Will Colston, who is a mindset strategist and is a coach that I have been working with over the last three months. And I've seen amazing results. And so I just wanted to get him on the Business Greenhouse to talk to us a bit more about what he does. Um, So Will, tell me a bit more about your mission in this world. You've got a very bold mission, which I'm sure we're going to achieve. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, first of all, thank you for having me on the show. I'm I'm, I'm delighted to be uh, be able to be invited on. And and, and share some hopefully some nuggets that are going to be beneficial to those that are listening to this so yeah first of all thank you very much um in, in terms of my, my mission so i've got a mission i want to empower a billion people to transform excuses into results to benefit themselves their family their friends their community society humanity and have what i call the ripple effect which is fab and so um talk to me a bit about what you do with people when you're coaching them and is is it generally you're coaching business owners of a certain size or you so I, I'm I, I love variety and um I, and I, I love personal development I mean self-mastery is my my uh my highest value and it's taken me on a I'm an obsessed learner which is quite ironic because back in in school uh I, I really wasn't the, the 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 best in school and didn't really strive but now I'm obsessed with learning I learn every single day but um, the, the spectrum of people that I work from is, is quite vast. So I work with one end of the spectrum is celebrities and professional athletes that are focusing on peak performance. And then the other end of the spectrum is I, I get the call when someone's about to commit suicide and I'm, I'm doing the intervention there. But yeah, the, the call that I work with, probably 70% of the people that I work with are what I call purpose-led entrepreneurs, people that want to make a difference. They're in business because they see business as a vehicle to help other people rather than just make money per se. And, and that's what it is that, that I love doing. And um, I, I've become obsessed with human awareness and human potential and human behavior and, and finding out what it is that is the difference that makes the difference. And, uh, and, and that's what I do. And I know there's a, a story that I shared at an event that you came to, which you particularly liked, which is a, is a great way of explaining what it is that I do with people known as the, the story of the golden Buddha. And the story in itself sort of dates back to, well, for, for hundreds of years, but basically in 1957, a, a group of monks needed to relocate a sacred giant clay Buddha from their temple because a new road was, was, was going to be put through uh, where it was located in, in Bangkok. And, and as they moved this, this giant monument, the, the monument began to crack. And as light was shone onto the statue, a glimmer and, and reflection was able to be seen. And the curious but confused crew started to break through these layers of what was century, centuries-year-old clay. And what was revealed was a, a lavish golden Buddha which now is actually a, a priceless monument and, and, and lots of people, so literally millions of people can't view this. But what historians believe is that the Buddha that had been discovered um, was uh, originally covered with clay by Thai monks hundreds of years previous to this. And they did it because they realized their country was going to be attacked by the Burmese army. 
So these monks covered the the the, the Buddha um, in clay to avoid it being stolen. Now, unfortunately, all of the monks were killed in this attack, but the the golden Buddha remained intact until it was discovered in 1957. And the meaning behind this is that every single one of us has a golden Buddha within us. And I believe that we're all born golden. When we were children, we had dreams. We all believed in fairness. We, we didn't place judgment on other people for how they looked or what they did or what, they, what ideas they had or where they lived. But what happens is as we've grown up, we become exposed to the realities of our environments and the opinions of others and influences of adults in our world, people that we respect. And what happens is we can sometimes experience hurt for expressing our beliefs and emotions. So we start to protect ourselves. So in essence, what we do and the gist of this, the neuroscience behind it is that over time we cover ourselves up um, and or certainly cover up what's golden about us rather than show it and risk being seen stolen or damaged. And we do it in order to survive. So every time we're judged or criticized, we plush a little bit of extra clay on a little bit more. Um, and every time we feel that emotional pain from that other person, we add another layer for, for protection, really. But obviously, the, the, the real positive to this whole story is that eventually the Golden Buddha was rediscovered. It took a bit of force to move it. That caused a crack. That crack allowed the gold to shine through. And in our lives, we, we, we often find something that moves us. And we have that moment where we say, look, there's, there is value in me. I want to move forward. And, and, and what I love doing with people is enabling them to remove those layers and to be able to, to step forward into and, and, and basically get back in touch with the best and golden parts of themselves by thinking differently. And my whole ethos is very simple. If you think different, you can act different. If you can act different, you can get different results. And, and that's the, the crux of, uh, of, of what we're doing is we're enabling people to fulfill their potential, achieve what's capable for them and, and make a difference along the way. Which is amazing. And I just love that story. I think it's so, I can just resonate with it so much. And I think we all do things to protect ourselves, don't we? Where, you know, you can see how we do cover ourselves in clay. And I do believe that the work I've done with you really has, you know, removed that. And I, I can feel, I feel like, like a different person, actually. And I think it's amazing that you managed to do that to help people uncover the, the golden Buddha inside of them. You must, there must be such a great job to do that. Yeah, it's, it's certainly fulfilling. I mean, I've obviously got my own drivers as to, to, to what it is that I that, that I get out of it. I mean, I don't believe in, in in altruistic acts. Ultimately, any altruistic acts, people go, oh, that must be, be great. You're doing this great. Well, it is. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I love it. But I get a feeling from it too. You know, I'm about creating win-win situations. And when people like yourself achieve great things, there's nothing that I love more because that gives me a feeling of fulfillment. And that's the win-win, you know, and, and, and that that's what, what I love about it is, is knowing that that impact's happening and, and people are moving forward. So I talk a lot about people. I love working with people to, to get great results, but live a fulfilled life and make a difference along the way. It's those, a combination of those three things. Yeah. And actually that's something that my podcast has kind of focused on. I noticed you were talking about the purpose of entrepreneurs, but I really believe that yes, obviously it's important to make money, but it's more than just about making money. It's about making a positive impact on those around you, on your customers, on the people that work for you, on your family, on, on the environment. And that they, that's kind of my idea for this podcast. And that's why it's great to talk to you because obviously we're kind of aligned in that way. And so one of the questions, you know, I've, I got, I've got for you is, what can business owners do to look after themselves and keep a positive mindset? Because, you know, having run a business myself for 10, you know, 10 years, employing quite a lot of people, 
there's always ups and downs there's always things that get thrown at you and it can be really challenging um and it can also be like lonely because sometimes you don't have anyone to to talk these things through and I think keeping a positive mindset can be really really difficult yeah and and look the the, the key thing to remember and I'm uh, we'll, we'll sort of back step this um if that's okay because yeah, yeah it's a great question my my, my ethos I, t- I talk about creating a north star and um for me a north star is an ultimate goal so what happens a lot of people that set goals and and bearing in mind that the the minority of the population of people that people that set goals most people sort of just drift through life just floating on the river of life and let the current take them where they wherever they're going to go but those that do set goals quite often the reason where they can get quite frustrated is they set lots of short-term goals like year goals or three-year goals and then the worst thing that happens is they achieve them because then they achieve them they just set another one and another one and another one and they're never really moving forward so i talk about having a north star which is an ultimate goal which is the equivalent of trying to empty the sea with a spoon you know it's not something that you're necessarily going to achieve and then we reverse engineer that to create what i call a north star trajectory so you have your ultimate goal and then you have your 10 year 5 year 3 year 1 year 90 day 30 day two weekly goals and you 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 they effectively become stepping stones or milestones to get you to to where you ultimately want to be and and the theory behind this is very simple that to my knowledge, nobody's ever been to the North Star, but for centuries we've used it as a guiding light, and that's what your ultimate goal is. Now, when times get tough, as they do in business, um, you, you've got two options. You can look at them as challenges or you can look at them as problems. Yeah, a challenge for me, the difference between a, a challenge and a problem is a challenge is something you're inspired to tackle, and you're going to be inspired to tackle that if there is meaning to it. So if you've got a meaning, if you've got meaning in terms of what your North Star is and, 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 and a why, a purpose, if you like. So when I talk about purpose-driven uh, entrepreneurs, what I mean is why-driven entrepreneurs, that they have an, a meaningful, emotive why as to why they're doing the work that they do that, that, that is congruent with their values, then those when you when you get aligned with that then what can happen is you can actually become grateful for those challenges and that that's the key so a lot of people talk about positive thinking and negative thinking and yes i whilst i I do believe in the, the benefit of thinking positively not everything can be positive all the time but what we can do is be grateful because quite often when people are a negative sort of in inverted commas what what they're really saying is they're fearful Mm. But it's impossible to feel fear and gratitude at the same time. And the way that we feel gratitude is by taking a different perspective to the one that we're currently looking at. So we can, by altering our thinking, we can see a different perspective. When you change your perspective, you change your world and you can actually feel grateful because everything that's happening is either a lesson or a blessing. And that that can enable you to... Um, feel energized and, um, and 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 want to keep striving through when you come up against these hurdles. But basically, what you're saying is it's going to be tricky to have a positive mindset or to be grateful for the challenges if you haven't actually done that piece of work, which is to identify your north star and your reason for being and what's important to you. Because I suppose then, when you have a challenge, you haven't got a reason to kind of push through. Is that right? hundred percent. Yeah. It's a bit like driving in the fog. You know, if you, if for those that are listening to this, that, that have driven, um, in the fog, when you drive, um, and, and Emmy, you, you can relate to this. If you're driving in the fog, do you have to drive faster or slower? Slower. 
I'm scared okay. as well. <laughs> yeah. Is is it is it more? Um, do you have? Is is it more physically draining or less mentally draining? Physically draining and mentally draining. And mentally draining, right? Um, do you, it, 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 so all, all of these things that are, are in is there more likelihood or less likelihood of an accident? More likelihood. More likelihood, right? So if we can lift the fog and we have a clear direction, then we can drive faster. There's less likelihood of an accident. We can relax into the the, the, the car a little bit more because we know where we're going and we can move we can move forward in terms of, of what's going on because we've got that clarity and um there might be some traffic that comes our way, but if we still know where our end destination is and we're moving forward, it makes life a hell of a lot uh, a hell of a lot more of an enjoyable journey. And I think, you know, I see that, I've seen that myself. It is, you know, sometimes you get overwhelmed and you, you lack clarity and, and working with you has been brilliant because that's helped me give clarity. But I see that a lot with um, my clients. It's kind of like really overwhelming and they're not really sure where to start. And I I, I can offer an outside perspective there um, and it's fantastic. But I think that's something that a lot of people struggle with is clarity and just knowing what to spend their time on and what to focus on and probably that is because of the lack of actual goal setting yeah and 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 that's why i think the best way to start begin with the end in mind you know if if you, if you look at any I've, I've studied a lot of successful people and yeah. what what is it what, what are common traits and there's so many i mean we couldn't list them all here but lo- lots of them they they have they begin with the end in mind i mean napoleon hill referred to it as the chief aim the greeks called it the telos um I call it the North Star, you know, the, these people, they, they, they have the end in mind. And if you look at a lot of successful business owners that go on to sell their businesses. They have thought about the end rather than thinking about the beginning. We can reverse engineer it. It makes life a hell of a lot easier. Whereas most of us don't think about the first, we're, we're trying to think about the next step rather than thinking about where we ultimately want to end up and, um, or ultimately strive towards. And, and that makes life a hell of a lot easier. My whole coaching philosophy is built around clarity, action, and accountability, those three principles. So we get clear on where you are, then we take action. Um, and, uh, and like you say, when you come up against action, you're going to get these, these, these challenges um, where you put yourself in terms of a, an emotional state is what's going to impact uh, how you tackle those challenges and, uh, and, and, and being aware of that. And then obviously it moves into the next, the next phase of action is, is ensuring that you can be as productive as possible. Mm. And there's, there's lots of things that you can incorporate in that respect, like morning routines and things along those lines to ensure you're as productive as possible as well. Um, I would, I, well, I'd love to talk to you a bit more about the morning routine and productivity and why it matters because we, um, I've, I read a book. I can't remember what it is. I know you'd know what the book's called. Is it, what's it called that book? Uh, which one? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Expecting you to be psychic. The book that tells you to get up at an hour earlier in the morning and do all uh, these things. The, um, Miracle Morning. Yeah. So I read Miracle Morning a while ago. I kind of like bought into the idea of getting up early and doing all these kind of things. And I never did it. But then I came to your um, event, Unlock Your Potential, which was amazing. And you talked about the morning routine. And I have been doing it since then. And I have noticed a massive difference in myself. And I've also been having cold showers in the morning, which much to, I was out with my brother and some friends last night, and I think they thought I was totally bonkers when I told them. But, you know, I've, I've seen that it's made a massive difference. And I'd love for you to talk a bit more about the morning routine and why it matters. And when you've talked about why it matters, then to kind of talk a bit more about each component of the morning routine and why we, why we, should do, why, why we could do it and how it can help us. 
Yeah. So what, what most of us have been conditioned to do is wake up and be reactive. So most of us have been conditioned. We wake up to the alarm. Then we, 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 we're just in reactive mode. We're doing everything for other people, whether that's responding to emails, whether that's responding to social media notifications, whether that's turning up to work at the time someone else wants to be us to be there, so on and so forth. But what I, I find is that the, the most important person in the world is ourselves, right? And if, if, if what, what I mean by that is that if you're not looking after yourself to the best level you can, then you're not going to be able to serve other people to the best level you can. It's like the old age analogy. If, if you get on a plane and they say that the oxygen mask is going to fall down, they tell you to put your own oxygen mask on first, but most of us don't do that when it even comes to our day. So the idea of waking up an hour earlier for most people isn't just about getting up earlier and be part of the 5am hustle and grind club. It's about taking an hour out of your day or getting up an hour earlier than when you need to start to be reactive to have some time for you. I'm a big believer if you start your day for you, you'll win your day. And my days, my productivity levels alone and my mental state of mind when I, when I do my morning routine versus the days that I don't are, are worlds apart and you won't know what we mean obviously you've experienced it yourself now you won't know what you mean until you've given it a go give it a 30 day crack and then stop it and then you'll just you, you'll just wonder how you ever survived without it it's one of those things that until you've experienced it you just you, you I, I already feel like I'm kind of not addicted to it I feel well, I already feel that it's so good that there's I, there's no reason why I wouldn't do it. I mean, I actually don't do an hour. I get up at half six and I have half an hour before the children wake up and I do, you know, half an hour for me. And I I just find that I can do so much more. I'm able to knock out loads of work. I'm taking the children to school. I'm putting so much into my day. I'm doing all the things that are important to me. Um, so I think it, I, I, it must work, mustn't it? And I think, like you said, we're it's so easy to just get out of bed and look at all the notifications and the emails and all those little pings of kind of mini anxiety or stress before you've even kind of like woken up and taken some time to to think about yourself yeah without a doubt and and look i i believe success however you want to define it is 80 percent mindset 20 percent skills and mechanics you know i've i've worked with dozens and dozens of people that have gone off and learned strategies to do certain things and they paid a lot of money for those strategies. And what is it in, with some people in the room that mean they succeed and some don't? I, I put that down to their mindset. And if you could be getting yourself in the best possible mindset every day to, 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 to tackle the day ahead, then it's going to serve you. So that was Will and I chatting about goal setting and mindset and why it's so important to um, set goals for your business and also to have a positive mindset. I have split this interview into two. So the next part of the interview will be coming next week when Will talks about his morning routine and why we both have cold showers in the morning. So make sure that you listen in again next week for the rest of our chat.